Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. I said that weird. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I've ever had to say it, say it, and I've never fucked it up before. Okay. You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. It's our very last episode of the Middle Podcast, and it is Christmas themed. We're going to go through and answer all of your Christmas questions that you popped in the Facebook group. We have themed our recos to Christmas gifts and our celebrity natal chart. I'm not going to reveal it just yet, but it's very Christmas inspired. (laughs) We were just talking about who our celebrity natal chart is and how when we first started the segment, we never thought that this would be the final natal chart we would do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy with it though. Are you? It's a good chart too. Yeah. I'm here for this conversation. It feels a bit premature, Jord, because we're more than a month out of Christmas, but I mean... I guess Christmas decorations are up. Is it too early to watch Love Actually? What do we do with this? What What's your theory with that, by the way? How early is too early to watch Love Actually? Well, I mean, I'll watch Love Actually in June. You know, like, really? I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not biased. Okay. But I, I tend to watch Love Actually, like, right before Christmas. So Christmas Eve, maybe the 23rd. Yeah. I really oh. like that. I have to Can say, we watch it together this year? Yeah, we can watch it together for sure. It's funny, I still, I mean, my whole life I've celebrated an Australian Christmas Mm. and there's still a part of me that feels like it's not Christmas when it's warm. But it's like, what? why, Jordan? You've never had it any other way. (laughs) And then when it does rain at Christmas, it's like, oh, well, this doesn't count as Christmas. And it's like, what do you want, you Gemini freaks? (laughs) It's, um, It's always weird weather on Christmas Day, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think from memory last year was super hot. We're in Newcastle. It was raining in Byron. Was it? Yeah. Actually, yeah, we had to go out and get a tarp last year just in case of the rain. That's right. Yeah. So what is your Christmas looking like this year, Hull? God. (laughs) Cue nervous breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has been asking me what we're doing for Christmas, and as of recording, we're still not quite sure where we're going to be living. Um, so we've got to be out of our place here on the 10th of December. Uh, and we won't be in Sydney. I know that. We will ideally be up uh, north somewhere. It will be – my sister called this week and she's like, Hull, what are we going to do for Christmas this year? Whatever you, you are doing, I am coming with you. So it's going to be a very uh, – Almost like a lucky dip Christmas. I can't tell you, Jord. It's the first Christmas of my entire life, and I love Christmas, where I have absolutely no idea what we're going to be doing. But in a way, 
It's exciting because I have like a green card hall pass from all the Christmas must-dos that I can like kind of bail out on because, oh, we don't know where we're going to be living. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. How about you, my gal? Um, I, I don't really have Christmas plans, to be honest with you. The Queensland borders have opened, so mum was going to do Christmas lunch at her place. Mm. Um, but she's actually decided that she's going to come down to New South Wales, not to Byron, but my step-grandfather lives mm. in Mwoolumba, which is a town just um, north of here, and mm-hmm. we're going to do Christmas lunch there. So um, I'm just going to drive up, have lunch, and then drive back. Christmas night will likely be with you if yeah. I have my way, if I have <laughs> my way. And Christmas <laughs> Eve, I usually do something with friends as well. So last year I had a beautiful dinner at a friend's house. Uh, in Clunes, we might do something like that again, or Christmas drinks with y'all, like we'll figure it out. But I do love doing friends things around Christmas. I agree. I So for our Christmas last year, it was the first year that Trent and I had a home and a backyard and we were like, let's do Christmas at our place. So we did Christmas Eve at ours and we had both sides of our family come. And then it was an orphan's Christmas, remember? And I had like my friends, like my friend Paddy and his brother who had come over from Ireland and his brother's partner who was French. And we just had this melting pot of people who didn't really have a place to go for Christmas. And as much as I loved it, like we put on a spread, Trent the Taurian, like oysters of all various, you know, forms. We had a frozen margarita machine. Like it, we went all out and we loved to entertain. But I remember at the end of the night, sitting in my room with Lola, closing the door to everyone, being like, I need everyone to leave right now. I'm having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. yeah. It was too much, George. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I feel that too. I feel that too. I, I just, to be honest with you, I'm really not feeling the Christmas vibes this year and not in a like bah humbug way or in a like, uh, 2020 it's a write off. So we won't celebrate Christmas. I just kind of not feeling it. I don't know whether it's because uh, nothing sort of happened in Byron to indicate that it's Christmas. Like there's no street decorations or like the shops aren't playing carols, you know, which I think is nice, but it, it just doesn't feel like, it just doesn't feel like it yet. So in the past for you, what were the little indications in your life like around that kind of got you into the Christmas spirit where you're like, oh, yeah, Christmas is coming. I can feel it now. It's in the air. Were there specific things that would happen? Yeah, definitely. Like when I was working in corporate, I was in the city. And so the David Jones window in Sydney was always an indicator that Christmas was on its way. You could not walk into Westfield without the carols playing. Mm. Um, and I guess at work as well, we'd start, there'd be decorations in the foyer of the office block and they'd start going up in the office and Christmas parties would start happening. You know, that all starts happening early December. Yes. Um, and then you, you know, you're applying for annual leave and there's a lot more work that needs to be done around being organized around Christmas. Yes. You know, um, here I don't really wrap up work. Work keeps going. That moon keeps moving, you know, like it doesn't stop its cycle. Um, and there's no work Christmas party. Like we definitely have to have a Christmas thing with all of our solo trading friends. We do. Yeah. And I just, um, I think also like little things like, uh, smelling gardenias. Whenever I smell gardenias, I know that it's almost Christmas time. And jasmine. Yeah. And um, I think that another indicator for me is like when cherries start popping up in the grocery store and mangoes and all of Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. the exact same as you. I was going to say cherry, mangoes, and jasmine. And I smelled gardenias for the first time the other day. So there you go. I think the older you that mean I the get. the first time ever? No, no, no. The first oh. time this season. <laughs> Definitely not the first time ever. Wow. I was like, that is a treat. Like, <laughs> holy, whoa, what a sensory overload. For <laughs> um, me, it's really the older that I get, the more I feel like. Christmas is a conscious effort to make it a thing. Like when you're younger, it just kind of like your parents do it all for you, right? Mm. And it's like the presents and the family things and all of that sort of thing. And I found like I've been quite disappointed the last few Christmases because it's like, oh, it's not meeting the version of me that I when I was eight years old. And it makes sense. I feel like the experiential Christmas will definitely shift when we have our own children and being able to create new tradition. But for me now, it's almost like that space in between where Christmas is less about the day itself and it's more about Christmas time. And Christmas time is like evening swims because the sun's a little bit more out and like it feels warmer and it's about, I don't know, like cocktails with some friends on a Wednesday Arvo because we're winding down even though we're not stopping work it's like those little moments that feel like Christmas time and I feel like almost Christmas has this energetic vibration of being more relaxed and winding down in a way like Christmas is the precursor to the new year right yeah uh, yes I just never feel like that I never feel like I'm winding down around Christmas um I always feel like I'm a guest at Christmas so I'm really looking forward to the time where I can host Christmas at my house with my family and people come to me because yeah, I always feel like a guest at the table. It never kind of feels like a, like I'm part of it in a way, which is really strange, but um, yeah. Yeah. I think Christmas adds such pressure to people, especially, I know we had a lot of inquiry come and we'll talk to it in Facebook of like, how do you deal with family? How do you deal with energy depletion? How do you deal with X, Y, Z? And it's even little things like, you know, the expectation that you are going to bring certain dishes to the Christmas lunch and you're going to sit at this table with this person. And it's almost like the monotony of Christmas time when you become an adult can become quite regimented. I look in my experience at least. And that adds this layer of stress of like, pressure on a day like yeah and also I think you go on social media and you see everyone having these amazing Christmases with their family and it just I don't know I always feel very kind of lackluster in comparison to what other people are experiencing you know um yeah so Yeah. yeah let's start going through those Facebook questions we can start ticking them off cool um okay so Uh, Any nice Christmas traditions that you both like to do, especially around self-care around the crazy holidays? Do you know what? If I'm perfectly honest, I'd probably drop self-care around Christmas time. It's not great, but I I feel like we're the same, George. Being self-employed especially is like, oh, God, there there are like two weeks. Let's be real. When you're – I don't want to project this, but it's kind of just – common knowledge that in January people are less inclined to be investing in small business and so we've got to do whatever we can to get cash flow in in the lead up to Christmas and beyond so you don't entirely get to switch off and now that means that we should be upping self-care but uh, to be honest it's more (laughs) neglecting self-care for me at least (laughs) it's not great. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. I mean, it's 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 not that I'm not showing myself self-care. I think 
sometimes routines go. And I know, I think it'll be different this year because I'm at home, but it's usually when I have to travel to family and I'm away from my own kitchen and I'm away from my own home that self-care is a little bit harder or like, you know, I haven't got the infrared sauna down the road or I don't have the Mm. lighthouse walk that I like to do. And you sort of let movement go and let healthy eating go and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, But I feel like maybe this year it might be different. And I've also gotten to a point like with the eating around Christmas time where it kind of dawned on me, it's like, you can eat like this whenever you want. You know, like this spread that's being offered to you today can be offered to you any other day. So you don't have to eat like it's the last time you're going to get this food. It's so true. I feel like this is a really good question because it's inspired me to think about the practices I can incorporate, especially because we are going to be moving homes and suburbs into a whole new community at Christmas time. So we're going to be further away from family and a lot of our friends than we ever have before. And that's an added layer of stress to an already stressful period. So I guess for me is going to be what's coming up talking this out is not having to say yes to every single catch up or outing or, and, and my parents already know like Christmas as far as we're concerned, they're more than welcome to come to wherever we are. But I'm not going to be going to the big family things this year because, oh, God, that just makes me want to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> so I guess the self-care for me is trying to, as you said, George, stick to my daily practices and routine as best I can and not just throwing them by the wayside because inverted commas, oh, it's Christmas time, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hang on. I'm just struggling with the internet today. Um, okay. Oh God, this is a loaded question. Um, like a lot, sorry, just a lot in one question. Um, anything to get the Christmas spirit vibe going example, stories of Christmas, your favorite Christmas slash thing about Christmas or Christmas memory, the recipe for a good Christmas. Uh, lessons from Christmas, perhaps over the years, you've learned important things about this time of the year. Be clear with boundaries, mindful and protective of your energy, the importance of kindness and letting go of control, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Okay, let's just pick this apart. What about your favorite Christmas, favorite thing about Christmas, Holly? What's your favorite thing about Christmas? I love Christmas. My favorite thing about Christmas is the coming together of people you love. And that's ironic because I just said, I don't know if I'm going to see anyone that I love this Christmas, (laughs) but I really do love uh, when people can kind of relax a little bit, which again is ironic because we're talking about it being such a stressful time. But underneath it all is that uh, element of, especially when I was growing up, Christmas and Easter were the two occasions in the year that my big family would come together. So my dad is one of 15 children. He's the youngest, fun fact. We've got a huge extended family. I've got like 40 cousins just on my dad's side. And so growing up, that was my favorite, I guess my favorite time of Christmas and also my favorite Christmas memory, like two in one hit there, where we would all come together. You get to see your cousins that you hadn't seen in a really long time, eating like eat amazing food it was never about presents and it's never really been about presents for me it's always been about family connection and food it is a little bit um of a shame that the older that we get 
uh, the more kind of disconnected the family unit has become because the cousins start their own family and have their own family traditions. And then you almost have to tick box all the different family things you have to go to, you know, like both my parents are separated. My mum's parents are separated. Both Trent's parents are separated. So it's like eight different Christmas things and you just poss- you can't possibly go to all of them. So yeah, that's what I miss about Christmas. I know I'm answering like 50 questions in one here, but I used to love the connection with family and the food and stuff, but I kind of lost that along the way. And I feel like now it's about making friends your family during Christmas time. And that's what excites me about this Christmas. So Jod, I know I didn't really answer the question, but what is your favorite thing about Christmas? Yeah, it's a really good question. I don't no, like again, I think my favorite thing about Christmas is my idea of Christmas, which is very uh, Northern Hemisphere. It's like, yes. We don't actually get to experience it, but I'm yes. like, I love like having a warm Ignore. drink in front of the fire. I'm like, no, you don't, because you don't do that here. <laughs> I love the snowtop trees and the fairy lights. Ice you know skating what? in Central Park. <laughs> I really love when that happens. I love the Christmas parade and. <laughs> I love, I, love, <laughs> I love Hollywood Christmas. I do love the Christmas spirit. I love how friendly everyone is. I used to work in retail when I was younger and, you know, I actually loved listening to the Christmas carols while I was at work and people coming in and with, people were just happy. I love Christmas wrapping. It's one of my favorite things to do. Really? Um, I can hate it. I love giving presents and I love receiving presents. Um, yeah. It's not one of my love languages, but I do love watching someone open a present that you have handpicked for them. That's really special. Totally. totally. And I, I do really love love coming together over Christmas lunch. There's something about like, we have lots of seafood at Christmas and just sort of like wearing a party hat and pulling a cracker. And I don't know, (laughs) I I do love it. But yeah, as I get older, like I said, I do want to be able to have my own Christmas traditions and create my own. Like I I know even when I have a family that my Christmases will be friends at Christmas lunch with my family, of course, but like my friends will be there too because they are my family, you know? Yeah, I agree. And you know what? As much as I was complaining about last year, like I was exhausted at the end of it, I loved it so much because it was a melting pot of family and friends and it was like an open door policy. If you're free, drop on in. This is before like social numbers restrictions were even a thing, wild. Um, And it was just... That's what I want as well. And I do feel like there'll be this re-connection uh, with Christmas when we have families of our own where we can actually really create our own traditions and celebrate in a brand new way. And that's what I'm excited about. Holly, what is your Christmas wish this year? To find a home. <laughs> it will be a Christmas miracle. My Christmas wish this year is an effortless and easeful move into a home that Trent and I can call ours for an extended period of time. Please, Christmas miracle. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever made a Christmas wish before. Well, now's your chance. I wish for long legs. Um, Okay, (laughs) next one. (laughs) Thank you so much, Christmas. (laughs) You're going to get a pair of stilts from me for Christmas. Uh, um, As the ending, it might be a nice homage to discuss the Christmas that you found out the truth about Santa Claus. Yeah, and how that changed your life. I don't. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember so clearly when oh. I found out the truth about, and it was premature and it was so unfair. So, 
in just yeah, tell me so you remember in primary school i don't know if this ever happened but when your teacher randomly got sick the day of and they couldn't get the time to get a new teacher in so they put you all in different classes and you just had to kind of do your own work i don't know if that ever happened to you but me i would have been about 10 so i would have been in year maybe year four maybe i was eight i was young and i got put in a year six class and I remember we were in the library in the year six class. It was Christmas time. They were doing their work. And I was just like minding my own business, doing my work in the corner. And the teacher said to the students, um, spoiler alert, if there are kids in the car, by the way, the teacher didn't say this, but I'm saying like, turn it down right now because oh, oh, okay, gotcha. truth about Christmas. <laughs> then the teacher said to the class, now remember, you're making these cards for your kindergarten like class. They don't know that Santa isn't real. God. She forgot that she had young, that was, it was me. Oh, get this. This was the story. It was me and it was my friend Prashid who he didn't celebrate Christmas. So I turned to him and I went, do you believe in Santa? And he said, no, we don't celebrate Christmas. And I was devastated, Jord. How because old were you? I, I would have been like eight maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it yeah, it rocked me and I felt sick and I never, ever told my parents. I just like, I I don't know if they sat me down one year. I don't remember that part, but I knew from that day that Santa wasn't real and I felt sick. Oh my God, Holly. So you don't remember when you found out about Santa? No. I remember seeing Santa very drunk at a Christmas party next door to where we were living and questioning mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> of Santa Claus, but I don't. No, I don't really remember. But I'm gonna say I don't remember much about being a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know if my memory's just bad or I blocked it out. But um, do you used to yeah. get Santa photos? Like, were your parents the type that would be like, go and sit with Santa? Yeah, I was actually with- terrified of Santa, so I didn't get Santa photos all the time. Well, like yeah. hardly ever. I think there's a few, but no, I was terrified of him. Really? Yeah, and clowns, all of it. Oh, and any strange man in an yeah, outfit. An outfit. <laughs> Barney the dinosaur, all of it. Bananas in pajamas, you name it. <laughs> um, so no, I don't remember. I don't have an interesting story. I'm so very sorry. That's okay. You're forgiven. Okay, how about creating we've sort of touched on this, but how about creating your own traditions after breaking away from how it's always been done? And boundary setting around toxic family members. Okay, so maybe we do that question. Um, Boundary setting around toxic family members around this season. Mm. The first thing I'm so conscious of is not describing anyone as toxic. Um, I I understand that, you know, people's energies can deplete us and leave us exhausted, but to label someone as toxic, even if they are a heavy energy, I feel is, yeah, I just don't like to do it. So, And trust me, I come from a wild family of heavy energies. The most important thing for me, the older that I get, is to just be conscious of what energies do agree with me and what energies don't and limiting the time spent in those situations. And I'm ruthless now, Jordan. I never used to be. Uh, But last Christmas, there was a family event where my energy couldn't cope anymore and I took myself into a spare room and I had a nap. And do you know what? Growing up, I would have seen a family member do that and think they were the rudest person in the world, and I'm sure people thought I was, but I could not handle, I I just couldn't. It was that or it was have a nervous breakdown and cry and leave. So Mm. 
I, I go extreme um, and I never used to be that person. But if if family events and those things are wanting my energy there, which is beautiful and lovely, great, then I need to be able to go and meditate or I need to be able to go and have some quiet time um, because I feel like I feel like you and I would be the same, George, like we are good conversationalists. We can carry conversation. We can ask people all the questions about themselves. And when you're doing that 10, 20 times over in a day, it's very exhausting and taxing on our energy, you know? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. How, how about you? Like, how do you do the boundaries thing at Christmas? Uh, I don't really have toxic family members, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, but I do know that when I need to rest, I just go and rest. I just go yeah. off by myself. And that's yeah. fine. That seems to be accepted within my family. So... I don't really, I don't really have experience, but I just know that setting clear energetic boundaries um, from the beginning mm. is always really helpful when you first walk in, um, mm. and that means you know if conversations are going places you don't want them to, then then cutting them off or and yes. leaving the room, I think, is yes. always really helpful. Yeah. Um, and just yeah, choosing not to engage with people that you don't want to engage with. Yeah, I also think it's actually important to just recognize uh, alcohol consumption at Christmas events because sometimes it's great to be able to have some drinks with your friends and dance and do all those things and they're the, the um, events that I will just be like, yeah, let's have like we had the frozen margarita cocktail machine at our thing last year. But when I'm actually at going to a family event where I know I'm going to be challenged by the energy, I drive so that I know that I can leave when I need to. Mm. I don't drink. I drink water. I stay hydrated. I eat foods that I know are going to – like I do everything I can to keep my body feeling safe. So it's really taking note of those things because we can overindulge or we can – you know, you feel like the best thing to do is just get absolutely hammered. And then you're kind of doing yourself and your own energy a disservice because you're just adding layers of pressure and stress on an already stressed nervous system. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So totally. I feel like that stuff is really important as well. Yeah. I That's agree. discernment. Yeah. Okay, George. So before we wrap this up and dive into Christmas recos, what is a gift you would like to receive this Christmas? It's a good question. I'm really turned off receiving things i just don't need any more things i've got nowhere to put them in the house and i just don't want them anymore you know um so i think experiences are are always really nice um yeah experiences so whether it's treatments or like a nice dinner out somewhere or oh i love something like that yeah how about you if I was to dream super big, knowing that Trent and I are going to be, you know, moving into our home and wanting to decorate, I would ask for an artwork. Particularly, I love, I know I've recorded him before, Jai Vasacek. I love his artwork pieces. So something like that would be ideal if you're listening, Santa Claus. Thank you so much. <laughs> so good. This is the last time we'll ever make records, Jordana Levine. <laughs> And do you know what? I love the middle. I love the podcast. I love everything about this. But I'm not going to miss scrambling for last-minute records. <laughs> Guys, it's so hard to come up with records all the time. <laughs> so, George, <laughs> on that note, we're doing records of the Christmas gift variety, which is really fun twist. Yeah. I've already forgotten what mine are. <laughs> 
What we realised, guys, are our four recos. They're not surprise recos this week. We wanted to make sure we weren't overlapping. They were going to be for him and her. And then we're like, oh, really? Every single one of them is unisex. First Christmas wreck off the bat, Jord. What have you got for us? So my first Christmas wreck is for your biohacking friend. <laughs> We've all got We've one. We've all got a biohacking friend. <laughs> Seven biohacking friends. <laughs> So this is great already. <laughs> um, it's a company called Lifecycle and they do mushroom tinctures basically. So it's like, they call it double extract mushrooms. So they have like uh, reishi, shiitake, chaga, cordyceps, turkey tail, like all the fun mushrooms. Fancy. But they come in liquid form and you drop them into your coffee or your cacao or your smoothie or whatever you want to put them in. Amazing. They're really great. Like I've used a lot of mushroom brands over the years and I can actually really feel the effects of these and I love it in dropper form. What's so great about Lifecycle is they've got some really good packs that you can uh-huh. buy in packs and they've got them in different sizes too. So if you're buying as a, as a gift, I'd buy the smaller size just in case, you know, they're not the biggest fan of them. <laughs> totally. um, but I don't know. I think it's a really nice present. It's something I'd love to be gifted Yes. Um, and if you know someone's sort of into healthy lifestyle, it could be a fun thing that people don't always want to buy for themselves. Exactly. And once you start to use them, you can see the benefits and then you start buying them for yourself. So it's a good little try and buy. <laughs> <laughs> Do they taste like anything, George? They've actually got um, – they mix it with kakadu plum, which is really Yum. high in vitamin C, but it does make it kind of sweet. So. Okay. Um, you can't taste it if you put it in chai or cacao, but if you were to just drink it with water, it would have a sweet kind of taste to it. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I haven't really experimented mush, much, mush, <laughs> mush with the mushrooms. Uh, so I would, yeah, I would definitely like to receive a gift like that to try them out and see what the fuss is about. Cause there is a bit of a fuss about these mushrooms isn't there yeah i think you, i think you'll like these they're really great so they do make cool. a really beautiful gift great hey, right. what's your first chrissy reco well i see you putting a gift out for your biohacking friend and i am first reco for your wine loving friend love it <laughs> this is a small biz that i actually haven't purchased from yet but i've had my eye on them for some time they're called astro vino and they create wine packs by yes astrology signs genius now i will say for our international listeners this is an australian based brand so i think it's only a matter of time if not already that will become an international trend because everyone's about star signs but what i love is they actually create and curate for you a sun moon and rising pack and you can choose if your friend or family member loves reds or they love whites you can actually do a mixed pack And what's also really cool is their whole premise of the brand is celebrating local and emerging winemakers. So it's supporting small business. It's got star signs. It's got wine. What's not to love, Jordana Levine? I love it. Can you tell me, though, like, where, what, how? Like, what do they say? Like, let's say you want to order a bottle of Leo. Okay. So you go into their site and you search by sign and then they've got some options of Leo. So that I, at first when I saw this, I'm like, are they making wine that are called the star signs? No. So what they're doing is, for instance, they had one on their, their Instagram where they're like, this rosé is quite flirty and fun and fresh, much like a Libran. Okay. And so 
they're basically just pairing the wine with the the elements and the traits of a certain sign. And every season, like they've got a lot of Scorpio wine happening at the moment, which is quite intense flavors. But you can pick and choose. You can also do maybe for the person who you want to splurge on offer yourself. They do the 12 month subscription. So every month you're receiving the, the, the sign of that month in the mail. So you're getting your subscription box. You can also do subscription wine based on your sun, moon and rising and the different wines that they've curated every month. So it's a really cool concept. I'm not even that big a wine drinker, but I've got a lot of wine drinkers in my life that I know would love a gift like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm going to see your wine-loving friends and raise you a gin-loving friend. Oh, my God. We've all got <laughs> several of those. I am the gin-loving friend. <laughs> so my next record is for um, the distillery Archie Rose. What they do is they, yes. they have this offer with their gin where you can actually curate the botanicals that go into a bottle of gin and you can mm-hmm. give it its own label so you can name it yourself. So if I was buying a bottle of gin for you and Tran, I could call it, you know, the Hands or like I'd come, up with something, I'd come up with something wittier than that. But, you know, I could call I it right the, Hulian, the Hands 2020. And then, like, I'd put, like, some botanicals in there that reflected you. And it's really reasonably priced. It's a beautiful label. I think it's, like, $90. Like, it's not outrageous. That's actually a really clever idea. Yeah. So that's a fun thing. And I think, I think that's good for guys and gals and everyone in between. These records are so unisex. I'm so here for it. <laughs> What's your final record, Holt? Well, I see your love of biohacking, gin, and wine, and I raise you the gift for your friend that loves to poop. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't love to poop? (laughs) Who doesn't love their time in the toilet? No, seriously. The squatty potty, life-changing. Please bear with me here. And I know there will be listeners that have it, and anyone who has experienced or has a squatty potty understands Basically, this is a toilet stool that is patented and the whole curation of this stool is to get your posture and your your seat in alignment with the most healthy way to go to the toilet. And Trent and I got one. We've been toying with it for ages, ages, ages. Finally got one maybe a month ago and it it's – I will never go back. It's one of those gifts that – first glance people might be like why are you getting me a poo stool and then they'll use it and they'll go oh I don't know how I lived without it um kind of like a shakti mat you know it's one of those things you get for the person who kind of has everything and they've got all different like types you can get the really nice timber one we have the the luxe of course Trent bought this the luxe clear one so it's not invasive on the eye when you go into the bathroom you tuck it in it's got the hook of the toilet and you can't see it and then you pull it out when you go um, and they range in prices from about $30 to about 80 So they're a really great gift to buy someone who kind of has everything and you don't know what to get them. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, the first place I lived in last year before I moved into my place here in Byron, um, I was living with a couple and it was the first day I'd moved into the house. I barely knew them. And the guy, the guy was like, do you use a squatty potty? And I was like, excuse me? Excuse me, pardon? And she she had her own colonic clinic, so they were all into poos. And he was like, oh, my God, let me show you. And he, like, brought out the squatty potty and, like, he was showing me how you use it and why it's better for you to have your knees high. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. 
it's an actual thing where at the clinic I go and get saunas, they have one in the like room for everyone and explains how you use it. And I've shown Leah, I've sat on the toilet and been like, and this is how it works. Like it's really great. And I just think everyone should have one in their house as a prerequisite. That's really cool. I like that. I like that. We did the queen of Christmas a couple of episodes ago. Mm. Now it's all about the king, Mr. Michael Bublé himself. Celebrity oh. natal chart time. It's the last one we're doing, OMG. I love that the last celebrity natal chart we're doing is Michael Bublé. I just would never have picked that in a thousand <laughs> years. What's your favourite Michael Bublé song? Um, haven't Met You Yet. I mean, it's the only one I can think of off the top oh my of God, my head. So many great songs. Mine is Everything. Sing it. It me. was actually... Um, because uh, you're my everything and you know how he goes so la 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 you're not giving me anything here i'm sorry no? i feel like i don't know that song <sighs> it, you've got to play it to you it was going to be my first dance song with Trent for so long i love michael buble like okay, really great. love great. and i've met him once guys when he was a guest judge on australian idol so just going to tell you this that is not an advantage <laughs> i was going to say well then that's a definite advantage okay but it's a great chart. I love it. So I want you to just okay. dive on in knowing that I'm obsessed with it. Okay. Well, he's very charismatic. He's very witty. He's very cheeky. He's very attractive. So there's definitely at least one air placement. There's not. What? No. Get fucked. Okay. So that tells me that there's got to be either a Virgo placement or some fire, potentially even both because of that element so let me just sit with it for a sec <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm just gonna go out here he's got a virgo placement he does have a virgo placement beautiful let's park that for a second oh is he double earth no okay so virgo's his only earth placement jeez louise oh you love him because he's got a water placement <laughs> has, he got, has he got a water placement yes is the water placement Scorpio? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Has he got a fire placement? Yes. Is the fire placement Leo? Yes. Oh my god. Virgo, <laughs> <laughs> Scorpio, Leo. Let's I think I gave you lots of hints. You did. You're like, I love this. Well, that's. I thought Gemini straight away. He does yeah, have. Okay. He does have a few air placements in the background. Okay. I can see Libra in him. His air placements in the background Libra. His Mercury is Libra and his mm-hmm. Mars is Gemini. God, he's a delicious chart. Isn't okay, he? let's place these. Let's place these. Leo rising. Yes. Because mm, I can see it, but I don't think his son is Leo. I think he's very performative, but it, yeah. Okay. Scorpio moon. Yes, you're killing the last one. I love Michael Bublé, so he's a Virgo. Yeah, he's a Virgo with Scorpio moon and a Leo rising. And Mercury is Libran and Mars is Gemini. Yeah, and his Venus is Leo. Oh, my God, he's just oh my the God, he's best. <laughs> oh, my gosh, actually, remember, I was at that random high tea. Was it the beginning of this year or last yes. year? Yes. And I was like, George, Michael Bublé just walked past with his family. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening to this, Michael Bublé, we want to be your friend. <laughs> wow, I really think we'd have a great time. Yeah, we absolutely would. He's basically me and you in a natal chart. Well, 
Yeah, but with some Scorpio. You've got Scorpio in Mars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, I just it. love him. The middle's coming to a close. This is getting a little bit emotional now. Yeah. Um, but we obviously still exist as, as people in the world. <laughs> We're, not We're not going anywhere. Um, so I thought maybe it might be nice just to talk about what we're both doing moving yes. forward individually and, um, and how people can connect with us in different ways. So, Hole, why don't you start? Okay, okay. Um, well, the, the big project that I'm working on that's been a long time coming and I've had to work through lots of my own shit to get here is in January, I'll be launching my own podcast. It's called Soul Talk, and it's inspiring conversations with fascinating people about their relationship with spirituality. So the premise of this podcast for me is very much about um, talking to people from all walks of life, Jod. So I'm going to have some of my clients on there. I'm going to have some people that you might be familiar with, but it's really taking people off pedestals and just talking to everyday people with fascinating stories in their lives and how spirituality has helped them through very real, very human experiences. Um, it feels it feels great. It's going to be seasons, so I'm going to do like 10 to 12 apps a season. And, yeah, that's my big project at the moment that I'm ready so to birth exciting. into the world. So exciting. Um, yeah, I feel excited about it and also very vulnerable because the middle is all I know when it comes to podcasting, Jordan. I've always had you to kind of – pull me in line and and run the show basically from editing to curation of content like that's all been you and I appreciate it so much so this is I almost feel like I'm like flying from the nest and being like do my wings work you know what I mean like yeah 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 it's exciting it's the only way to learn right to be pushed out of the nest exactly so that's that's my big thing and then the rest of it is um Manifestation of Magic is my favorite program. I've got some graduate programs that I've been running in the background, uh, Embodying Love and Activate Your Light Leadership. So I'm going to keep those going as well. And my readings. So it's a lot of different project work, but it all feels really exciting and inspiring. And I love sitting opposite so many middle listeners in reading sessions. It's amazing. And I hope to continue to meet you guys just because we're not on the potty doesn't mean that, yeah, we can't connect in all sorts of ways. So Mm. they're my focus, Jord. How about you, my love? You've got lots happening in the new year. Um, Lots and also no direction whatsoever. Mm. Um, my new book launches in January, which is really exciting. So there'll be a lot of work around that and engaging people with the content. I, I believe in this book so much. I dedicated so much of not only my time, but like, I feel like crying my heart yeah. and my soul to it, you know? So there's a lot of pressure on it to do yeah. well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I've got the podcast that sort of has accompanied the book as well, um, which has been really interesting to put out. I feel like it's it's a very different format to what I've usually done with podcasting. I've always done like interview-based stuff or just me talking. And this, I don't think people realize, but it, it, it was heavily produced in terms of, it was like putting together a documentary every episode. Yes. Yeah. So once all 10 episodes are live um, and it can be binged, 
Uh, I think there's a lot more potential for the podcast. So I'm just working yes. around different ways to market it as a complete educational piece because it really is like a free oh, yeah. program for people um, yeah. who are looking for love, you know, looking to create love, looking to get back into dating, looking to create love with self. Um, and it's a really beautiful uh, supplementary product to the book, which yes um yeah it's really special so that's what i will be working on for the rest of this year and early next year um also lunar lover will keep going ahead. so though that podcast will keep doing what it's doing uh the membership will continue to grow i'm sure um and then look uh, to be honest with you i'm probably start writing a third book next year yeah so like I said, I said it in a previous episode, I really would like to make 2021 a little bit more about my personal life and um, mm. sort of really working on that, which yes. I let it go for a long time. Um, so yeah, kind of marrying the two. But yeah, in terms of engaging with me, I guess your best bet is Lunar Lover and Higher Love. Yes, I love that. The moon and romance. Yeah. Here for both. Yeah. It's romantic in itself. So good. And we, we've we said it a couple of weeks in a row now, my loves. We are keeping the middle Facebook group open. So we love uh, being able to bring like-minded people together in a space that feels safe and held. So feel free to connect with one another over there binge our old apps and share new insights um and we will keep you posted on our happenings in the group as well and obviously over on our social channels too you've been listening to the middle with your hosts holly as a party and jordana levine guys it's been amazing thank you so much for your continued support your love and most importantly lending us your ear holes every Monday. (laughs) We're really going to miss those most of all. You can still connect with us over on Facebook. Just search The Middle Podcast. The Instagram account will be deactivated shortly, so if you want to get some final (laughs) final (laughs) likes on it, final follows for no purpose other than stroking our egos, feel free to go right ahead and know that Jord and I adore you. We're so grateful. We're sending you so much love in the lead up to Christmas and beyond, and we can't wait to see what is next for all of you in your journeys. We'll meet you in the middle. Merry Christmas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.